I'm going to go to Numbers chapter 14, verses 20. I'm not going to read the Romans or the gospel. I'm just going to try to go here and zero in. Verse 20. And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Say all the earth. It's interesting to me how the Lord speaks to the children of Israel and says, I have pardoned you. And the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord because I pardoned you. Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have tempted me now these ten times and have not hearkened to my voice. Surely they will not see the land which I swore unto their fathers. Neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. When we look into Numbers 14, what we see here are the children of Israel that came up to the promised land and they had sent spies over and they refused to go. God brought them to the edge of the promise of his covenant, which is to give them a land flowing with milk and honey. He brings them to the edge of that. They send out 12 spies and 10 come back with a bad report, two come back with a good report, and the Lord is frustrated. He is frustrated that they will not receive all that he has for them. He is frustrated that they, after he's delivered them and done signs and wonders and shown himself to them, that they won't go ahead and take all that he has for them. They're satisfied with dying and going to heaven. And they're standing there afraid of the giants and he, he's provoked, the Bible says. And Moses steps up and says, oh, please forgive them. And the Lord said, okay, I forgive you. I'm going to cover the earth with my glory. I forgive you, but none of you are going to see the promises. You're all going to die out in the wilderness. Verse 24. But my servant Caleb, thank God for the butts in the Bible. But, I mean, here he is frustrated, Kent. He's angry, actually. And he, he's, whoa, whoa, whoa. and then he goes, but, say it out loud. My servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and hath followed me fully, him I will bring into the land where to he went and his seed. I mean, this is so interesting to me. The Lord is frustrated with the lack of belief of the people. And suddenly his attention is arrested by a man with a different spirit. All the rest of them are going to go into the wilderness and die but Caleb had a different spirit and it caught the Lord's attention because of that different spirit Caleb you and your children will get everything I wonder what kind of spirit do you have do you have a spirit that grabs the attention of the Lord do you have a spirit that's hungry and thirsty and longing and desiring for the presence of God? Do you have a spirit that when everybody else says no, you say go? Listen, the majority is not right. You don't want to follow the majority. Ten of them said we can't. Two of them said we can Listen, the world is never right. The spirit of the world is never right ever right but a spirit that's hungry and thirsty for the things of God a spirit that won't be stopped
because of, of a giant, an obstacle, a diagnosis, a problem. A spirit that looks at it and says, we are well able. That spirit. The question I have this morning is, what kind of spirit do you have? He hath not given us a spirit of fear again unto bondage, but he has given us the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. He has given us a spirit of wisdom and of revelation that we might know the things that he has prepared for us. He has given us a spirit of liberty and of freedom. The Bible says that the spirit of a man will sustain him in his infirmity. If your spirit is healthy, it'll sustain, hold you, strengthen you. It'll get you through. But a wounded spirit, who can bear it? You know how many people I've met in 40 years of ministry that have a wounded spirit? And thus, when something comes, they cannot survive because of the woundedness in their spirit. See, in America, we take care of this. We go to the gyms and we raise muscles and we drink shakes and... We, we, we pamper it and we build it. Do you know this is dust and to dust it shall return? We do everything we can to make it pretty and to satisfy it. We feed it and we pamper it, but we neglect our spirit. We feed the flesh and can't figure out why the spirit cannot conquer the temptations of the flesh. We starve our spirit. Oh... We throw up a prayer as we go to sleep. We ask for something when our kids are sick. But we don't really feed our spirit. And our spirit is our life. Our spirit came from God. We'll live eternally. In America, we don't talk much about are you feeding, taking care of, sustaining. You can drop out anytime you want to. I'm just releasing them. I'm telling them they can. They don't have to. If they they keep this, we may be here till. See, you get up in the morning and you eat a donut and you get a Snickers at noon and you give it ice cream at night before you go to bed, but you forget. Caleb had a different spirit. Had a spirit that was fully after God, that longed for the presence of God. A spirit who wanted to know his purpose the promise for my soul pants after the things of God I hunger, I long did you know, yes the flesh lusteth after the spirit but the spirit lusteth the spirit longs, is hungry screaming, you'll never satisfy the hunger of the spirit by buying something Caleb had a different spirit another spirit a spirit that had been developed in a community. A spirit, Katie, that could survive the traumas because of the community in which he lived. A spirit that in the face of obstacles was able to overcome his own fear. This Caleb brought to Kadesh Barnea. Kadesh Barnea means holy and high. Moses brings Israel to this holy and high place, takes them up to a mountain so that they can see further than anybody else. You see, when you're in a relationship with God, He'll take you higher and it's holy and you can see beyond what anybody else can see. The church needs to be.
be prophetic in a high and holy way, not because of their morality, but because of their consecration and their separation, their hunger. And he takes 12 leaders from the 12 tribes. He takes them up to this high place. He sends them over into the promised land. And here's Caleb. He comes from the tribe of Judah. Jesus is going to be of the tribe of Judah. Judges are going to send Judah first into the war. Caleb from the tribe of Judah, of the 12 tribes, a leader of the tribe of Judah. And the word Judah means praise. Caleb, firstborn of Hanephiah. The firstborn of Hephaniah. And Hephaniah calls his son Caleb. Means dog. Dog. Called his first son out to go and dog. Gives whole new meaning. How you doing, dog? You don't be careful where you do. How you doing, dog? I had a friend of mine walk up to me one time and say, How you doing, dog? And I said, Pretty good, puppy. Dog! Why would you call your kid dog? And then I got Charlie, and Charlie's this 90-pound dog. I put Charlie on a leash and I go out in the yard and Charlie pulls around and grabs the leash. And now I think I'm the one on the leash because the dog pulls at me because when a dog gets a hold of something that he won't let go of, he gets a hold of a promise of God and he's like a dog. He's like, I ain't ever letting go of this. I think it was a prophetic picture of the generation of the people who get a hold of God and won't let Caleb the dog from the tribe of Judah whose father's name was Hephaniah which means God will provide Caleb was raised by a dad who was a man of faith and said God will make a way God will do what you cannot do God's for you raised man we need more dads that say you can do it God's got it we need more men that stand up and encourage their children Raised with a father of faith named Dog. Tenacity, valiant, bold. Mm. From the tribe of Judah. Praise. The root word for that is Yadael. Yadael. Praise. The word Yadael means to throw up your hands. I mean, if they point a gun at you, what do you do? In the presence of real authority, stick them up. Throw up your hands. How many of the God is the authority of all authorities? And in the presence of God, the best thing you can do is go, I surrender. And I wish that men everywhere would lift up holy hands. The beginning of all praise is for you to surrender. Throw up your hands and say, I'm yours and you're mine. Listen, all you people, that's not my dispensation. Then you need to get saved because in the presence of God, you surrender. Hallelujah. He grew up in a tribe, in a community. Everybody in his neighborhood will walk around going, hallelujah, hallelujah. God is good. Wow. And his daddy's going, you can do it. You can do it. I mean, when you're raised in faith and praise, you can do it. Hallelujah, God. Myrtle, we slipped into a charismatic church. No, this is Jewish. This has not, I didn't even hit the charismatic part yet. This is our roots. This is who we are. This hasn't got anything to do with the denomination that you want to stick me in. 
This has to do with the roots of our faith. Our people that were raised believing that God is for them. Hallelujah. And they praise. Caleb was a dog who knew how to surrender to the... Oh, you're not. Yadael. Yadael. Hallelujah. And then the short, the second verb of that. Yadael is yada. Which means to know. Intimate. And for years I heard people talk about that intimacy that produces, and I agree. But to really know is to become one with. To become one with has to do with the two being one. And God became a man. Say God became man. And man became one with You see, in the midst of praise, suddenly you're connected to God. And there's no him and you. There's just us. We're one with God. And as he is, so are we. In this singing makes you one. Oh, good God. Some of you are going, I don't understand. You were in a bar last night singing the same old cowboy song with 30 other people around a beer. And you were one with them. Some of you pay money to go to a concert for the Bee Gees or the Beatles or somebody to sing. And all of a sudden, I go, I love Bono. I go to a U2 concert with 78,000 people and we're singing street that have no name. And guess what? I'm one with all 78,000 of them because that song makes us. Oh, you're not listening. The power of a song that comes out of your heart. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty and we become one with that God the Bible says we become partakers of the divine nature it really means ontologically in ourselves we change and we who were sin are now the righteousness of God and we become one with God and, and that all happens in praise Those, that thing everybody else misses The thing I've been accused of for 35 years, if you wouldn't sing quite so long, get so loud. And yet it's in praise. Hallelujah. We become one. And I know I'm one. I find my identity and the height of that. Well, that's just not my personality. Stay dead. God's trying to help you recover who you are. Sing along, Sam. We could put a bouncing ball on it if it helped. <laughs> Yadael, I surrender. Yada, and become one with and my nature and his nature. And you can't tell who you, when you see me, you've seen the Father. And, when, and I know that I know that I know that I know that I'm not just Quentin anymore. But he's been added to me. And something happens to the bread, and it's not just bread. And something happens to the believer, and he's not just Joe. It's not just Abe, it's Abraham. It's not just Sarah, it's Sarah. Ah. You put the ah. Ah. Where does that happen? At the end of the service when I say, I confess my sin. No, 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 no. It happens in the presence of God. And suddenly you know that you know that you know that he loves you. He's there. And you want to do something, but you, you don't know what to do. Let me just tell you, shout with the voice of triumph. I had somebody email me last week. He said, boy, you sure get demonstrative. Yeah, you'll go watch somebody jiggle or Elvis. But if I do it, I've gotten showy. Listen, I'm showy because of his life. 
nogi de. Yadael! Yada! I know, gotta know, gotta know, gotta know. And if you just keep shortening it down to the third, it's yad. Just yad. Say just yad. Yad, 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 yad. means hand. Yad. Authority. Dominion. Power. In the midst of a dog that praises and surrenders, that passionate. In the midst of becoming one with him, power is released. Wow. Man, when we praise and worship, do you understand? We're doing war in the heavenlies and the principalities and the powers. They're falling down and our children are going free. And we're putting hedges of protection around. Oh, it can't be that simple. It can't be that simple. Oh, it's not simple. That's why many don't ever do it. <laughs> yod, yod, yod. Hand. Yah, just yah, yah. Bam! Means axle. Means thing that turns. Thing that turns. Yah, yada. Yada el. Yah. Thing that turns. Do you know that when we praise God, things turn? They turn around. They turn. When you praise God, things begin to turn in your life. And there's a turnaround that comes. And when you turn enough, you'll move from there to here and here to there. Oh, yeah, that's the preliminary to get to the preaching. No, there will be no preaching until you. Caleb, the dog from the tribe of Yada, whose father was a man of faith, got called up to the place of high and holiness. And he looks over it and Moses said, I'm going to send you out into the land. And 12 of them walked out into the land. And they all saw the same thing. I'm cutting and pasting. They all saw the same thing. They saw the grapes. They saw the houses that they were going to live in that they had never built. They saw the wheat fields they were going to reap from, but they had never sown. They they, they saw the glory and the wonder of the promise of God. They saw it all. And they saw the giants. But the man of praise... He interpreted what he saw slightly differently than the others. Because he had a spirit that had been prepared by praise and he had changed. And when he saw a giant, he said, I'll eat that boy. He'll be bread to me. He'll be bread to me. The other ten turned tail and ran. Don't ever follow the other ten. But your spirit will determine your perception. Your spirit will determine how you interpret what you see. Your spirit that's been prepared in the presence of God will have the tenacity and the strength to overcome the giants that are trying to keep you from the things of God. And if you have the spirit prepared by praise, you'll look at the giant and say, we can take him. Are you listening to me this morning? Your spirit determines your prophetic interpretation of the world around you. Some of you need to turn off the television. That's not our future. That's not our future. Whatever giant is they're telling you, that is not our future. God is with us. God is in us. We are the people of God. Saved by His grace. Transformed into His righteousness. And if there's a giant standing in your way... (laughs) Your spirit will determine your perception. 
Your spirit will determine the way you interpret life. What are you feeding it with? With worship? With praise? With prayer? With silence? With solitude? Are you hanging out with people of like manner? Listen, you want to know your future? Look at your friends. Your friends are a prophetic utterance of what you're going to be in your future. If they're broke, you'll stay broke. If they're negative, you're going to stay negative. You listen to me. I know people that have a vested interest in your demise. They don't want to see you win. Because if you win, they'll have to watch days of our lives alone. They'll have to go get drunk alone. They don't want you to win. They want you to stay stuck. You need changed friends. You increase by association and you decrease by association. He hung out with people of praise, of worship. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't care, right? And he saw the giant. Oh, I'm telling you, you ought to read it sometime. In the next chapter, he said, he'll be like bread. I, I come from my grandmama. Mm. Mm. Grandma, I feel grandma this morning. <laughs> I feel grandma. Grandma Jesse would make up his big old pot of beans. Big old ham hock. Mm, don't know what I'm talking about. Seasoned with a little jalapeno. She'd pour them beans on that plate and she'd hand you this cornbread. Butter. Real butter. And you'd eat them beans and you'd take that cornbread and you'd sop up the juice. And my granddad Riley, he'd be going, Mama, you got another piece of cornbread? He'd take that cornbread, Tyler, and he'd sop up all that juice on that plate. It's so clean, you can put it back on the shelf and use it tomorrow. I mean, there's nothing. Caleb, the man with another spirit, developed by praise and worship, said, you'd be like bread to me, boy. I'll sop up every juice there is. You ain't nothing. I'll use you. <laughs> wow. What kind of spirit do you have? Are you hearing faith? Are you developing a capacity to worship? Are, are, you, are you letting your spirit be formed so that when you see something, you can interpret it correctly? Judah, 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 Judah. Twelve tribes. Three on this side, three here, three here, three here. Judah was on the east. Guess what? Judah. Judah got to see the sun come up first. Kent, they got to see the horizon, the rays of what God was going to do in this day. They saw it first. Prophetic people of praise see first. They move out into it. They don't run across camp, tell the people in the West, because they ain't listening anyway. Oh, you didn't get it. There's some people sitting over in the West, they ain't going to see the sun until it gets high noon. They ain't going to do nothing until it's about to go down. <laughs> you get it in a minute. Bam! Prophetic people of praise. You can see the sun rising. Respond to it. Nine minutes. Caleb was there when those ten plagues came through. He was there when they took the blood and put it on the doorpost. He was there when the sea opened. He was there when it shut. He was there when the water came from the rock. And he was there. He was there. But we didn't hear about Caleb. 
He was obscure. You don't really hear much about people of praise. In fact, they're sidelined and diminished most of the time as them insane, crazy people. But when there was an obstacle, when there was a crisis, when there was a problem, suddenly he who had been obscure comes into prominence because in the midst of the problem, the man with the other spirit is needed. Are you listening to me? Your trials and your tribulations and your challenges reveal your spirit. Why is this happening to me? Because it's time for the other. The other. Man, we're living in a crazy world. Lots of crazy stuff. It ain't going to be intelligence that fixes it. It's going to be the manifestation of those with another spirit. Are you listening to me? They ain't going to find solutions. They're going to run back out there and die. That's what they're going to do. And I love Caleb. Caleb just follows them back out into the desert. In Joshua 14, Caleb goes, I was 40 when Moses told me I was 40. He sent me into the land and I spoke what was in my heart. And now behold... The Lord has kept me for 45 years. Had to follow them idiots around for 45 years. Are you listening to me? And 45 years later, Caleb says, Ever since the Lord spoke the word of Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am this day, I'm 85. And yet I'm as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Look at somebody say, I'm as strong today. Their unbelief doesn't stop the spirit that's on the inside of me. I'm as... Guess who got to go into the promised land and get all the benefits? The man with another spirit. Are you here this morning? What kind of spirit do you have? I got six minutes. The reading for today out of the lectionary is Romans chapter 5. A couple of you might know that. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death came through sin, and so death spread to all because all of sin. For if the many died through the one man's trespass, much more surely have the grace of God and the free gift of grace of the one man Jesus abounded to many. Because of one man's trespass, death exercised dominion. Much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness exercise dominion in life. Therefore, just as one man's trespass led to condemnation, another man's act to righteousness. For if by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by one man's obedience many will be made. One man, Jesus. One man. Adam sinned and... But one man came, believed that if he died, the Father would raise him to life. One man, Jesus, became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. When one man took the mountain, all men took the... Oh, you're not here. When David killed Goliath, Israel went free. One man, I can't live the life of Jesus. 
Some of you have religion that's trying to teach you to live the life of Jesus. I cannot live the life of Jesus. He lived his life, but he now lives his life in me. What kind of spirit do I have? He ascended onto the throne, David, and he sent his spirit into my heart, whereby I cry, Abba, Father, I have the spirit of Jesus, of Nazareth, the son of the living God. The Caleb was just a picture and a shadow and a type. The reality was in Jesus Christ, the one man that stepped over the line and said, watch this, I can go into death and take back the keys. The one man, but when he did it, everybody that followed Caleb got the in the room with me what kind of spirit do I have his spirit his spirit who hangs on a cross and says father forgive them his spirit who said I commit into your hands my spirit we oh my god I'm not ashamed of this spirit that has been sent to me I'm not ashamed to stand in front of you and say I outrun my own intellect at times 